we are. It's Mount Manitoba. It's the home of NotInHallOfFame.com. And I'm Kirk Buckner. I run this little operation along with the sister sites, the fictitious Athlete Hall of Fame, the fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and the United States Athletic Hall of Fame. You can vote that. You can vote on that right now. Maybe not right now. Or you, if you want to do it right now, you pause this and then you come back for it. www.NotInHallOfFame.com forward slash USA and you will be part of who of deciding the first ever United States Athletic Hall of Fame class. Huh? Pretty good idea from uh, a Canadian. Hey. There you go. <clears throat> Along with me as always is Andrea Tessman who eventually joined us. Left us all alone with Bra so myself and my, our other host Brad Nelson and I, we were coming up with great film ideas. Great movie pitches. Yes. Yeah. Don't don't share them. No, we're not going to share them. I was going to share it. No, don't share them. No, don't share it. No, I'm I'm not as dumb as you. I'm not going to share that. I'm going to say it in a private chat and all that fun stuff because we're adults and we can take a joke. But uh, there's some people out there who might tell us to go crawl back into the crevices where we came from. I I think this would and be not a in a good way. Don't don't be, share it, Kirk. It would be an excellent opportunity for this marginalized group of people to find film work. No, you're you're making it worse. Just no. Anybody else hear crickets? I hear crickets. So uh, what else do you do, Kirk? No, I I do the plugging part after. I, I pretty much oh. do the opening. Are <laughs> you trying okay, to end it right away? <laughs> Yeah, like, like, like you're canceling me right away. I haven't even given my cancelable idea yet. Exactly. Let's let's keep it that way. <laughs> I just about spit Jameson. I'll just all right, I won't say what it is, but special people, vampires. Huh? Huh? And let's just keep moving. Moving right along. All right. Speaking of special people, well, actually, this person's not special. This might have been my biggest surprise of everything that we've ever done in doing a deep dive on an artist. I was not aware of all the massive accomplishments of this individual, Thomas Dolby, who mm -hmm. you all know, or maybe you don't know the name, but you know the song. Most of us know the song. In 1982, he had a monster, uh, not a monster head, what, number five in the US, number one in Canada. Uh, was not as big as hit in England, which is interesting. But the, the the song itself is "She Blinded Me with Science." Science. And Andrew, you picked this, so uh, why? I didn't pick this. Brad, you picked this. Why? Hey, first of all, you don't introduce me. I did. Secondly, you give no. You introduced Andrea, and I just sat here with my face hanging out. And the second thing, then you give Andrea my credit for going and checking out one of our listeners' suggestions. Okay. And we're, we're sitting here with, uh, you know, zero friggin' credit going on here. So, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going through here real quick. And that was our, our listener, Kylie Palmer, I believe it was, or Polar. I'm not sure. You're going to have to educate me there, Kylie. But she... Uh, she had suggested that uh, that we check out uh, She Blinded Me With Science. And so I got to give props to Kylie for this because it wasn't my idea. I was just going through the, the comments and, and saw this and it was it was a good thing because it went number one here in Canada. I apologize for not introducing you properly. I was trying to chastise Andrea for leaving us unattended for 20 minutes because she could get okay. her. Your wife still the, thinks I'm number one. That was a bad idea. One. 
Yeah, your so wife still thinks I'm number one, and that's all that matters to me. I, I just want to point out that my inadequacies are not my fault. And as my late father always said, only an idiot blames himself. Okay, there we go. Love your dad. Ah, but this would be a song that my dad would not have liked because he didn't like really any songs. Uh, but Thomas Dolby uh, grew up, I, I'm going to assume, relatively well off. His father was a professor. His brother became a professor and he was interested in electronic music. And it, this, that's the case in the late 70s and early 80s. This shit wasn't cheap. So... You could pretty much do all that in your basement or anywhere now. Yeah, couldn't back oh, you then. Can, you could do more on an iPhone now than he did on a lot of expensive synthesizers back then. But and you also have to give his arranging a lot of credit too. Oh, I'm, I'm not slighting him at all. I'm just saying. No, that. in fact, you're saying it's kind of impressive what he was doing at the time, mm -hmm. considering right. the technology. Yeah, so like he was one of the many great synth artists. Well, you know what? I was listening to a lot of his whole catalog. Uh, and I'm sure the both of you did too. He's out there. He's Dude, he was responsible for a lot of the Howard the Duck uh, soundtrack. Well, that that's not something to be proud of. You shut your hole. Are you kidding me? Howard the goddamn Duck, the first Marvel movie to make it to the big screen. And it was almost the last. It was so bad. It was so bad it was good. It was not so bad it was good. It was so bad it was shit. Have you gone back and watched it? Yes! Knowing? And how good is it? Shit! It's so good. Andrea, you have a job? Uh, I'm just enjoying listening to you two argue about a terrible, uh, okay. but also kind of Get in the comments. Classic you, movie. Our listeners, our watchers, whoever you are, get in there and, and support me on the Howard the Duck thing. Good luck. Good luck finding anyone to do. Okay, fine. But yeah, let's see. Let's see. Kylie. Okay. Why do you think he made it into the after credit scenes in some of the other Marvel movies? Um, mostly, I think Guardians of the Galaxy, if I'm not mistaken. It was the first Guardians of the Galaxy. It's not. Yeah, you actually had a walk canon. on Guardians. Yeah. It's part of the canon. It's not the same. It's not even. Yeah. Ah! Really? Howard the Duck. It's I'm not shitting on Howard the Duck. I'm shitting on Howard the Duck, the major motion picture. Yeah, it was a beautiful piece of... It's like Earth Girls are easy bad. No, that one was good. It was so bad, it's good. That one gave us a young Jim Carrey. That one gave us a Jeff Goldblum. Mm -hmm. Andrea? Uh, I'm not agreeing with you on hating Jeff Goldblum in any manner way shape form whatsoever i didn't say anything about jeff goldblum i'm just not as excited about that as that gave us jim carrey eh. yeah no jeff goldblum over jim carrey 100 any day of the week 100 although are we talking jim carrey right. during the mask or are we talking jim carrey during like eternal sunshine well we're talking jim carrey uh before he became uh andy kaufman yes uh, yeah, that that wasn't good. That was not good, man. I watched the doc on that one. That was nuts. But we're not talking about Jim Carrey here. We no, are talking we're about, talking about someone equally weird, I suppose. Uh, at least musically weird. I, I musically weird. I spent a lot of time listening to a lot of his interviews. Uh, it doesn't seem like a weird individual at all. Good but, heavens, Miss Sakamoto! You're beautiful. <laughs> 
Did you see where he commented on why he put that line in the oh, movie? I did. Or in I, the... I did. That, that's right. And, and you related deeply with that, didn't you, Kirk? I did. Oh, it resonated. Yes, it struck right. him deep in his loins. There you go. I, 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 I might even pick turning Japanese for our next one that I want. <laughs> um, uh, for those favorite. watching and or listening that don't know the reason, it uh, he made a comment. He put it just so that there would be a Japanese girl in the video. Uh, because he had a, what did he say? Or, um, he was ahead of the curve of on the, the fetishization of, of Asian women. Yes, that, ahead of the curve. That's how I don't see it. anything mm -hmm. wrong in that thinking. <laughs> Never a fetish, just a, maybe a preference. People shouldn't be fetishes. Anyway. Um, right along. So, I mean... This whole, the, the, the whole movie, or the whole movie, the whole song was written we, to we, be we, the soundtrack to the video. It was, it was completely backwards, and he let, just let, wanted to make. We're not there yet. Okay. Because I, 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 thought, I thought there was a lot of more interesting things about him even leading up to this. Just about how, him, yeah. Yeah, because like how he, I had no idea that he was doing a lot of session work. And one of that was for 1980s uh, Foreigner album, Four. Oh shit, I didn't know he was on there. So yep. like, uh, the dee, 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 uh, waiting for a girl like you, dee, dee, dee. Mm -hmm. I can't do that, that's him. Cool. He was already established in that circle, getting piles of work. So he was able to get a record deal uh, through that. He had one crap hit, minor hit in, well, I wouldn't even call it a hit. Uh, what was it called? Europa uh, Pirate Sisters or something stupid. That one was uh, ba -da -ba 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 -ba. Europa and the Pirate Twins. Pirate Twins. Okay, I'm close. All right. And there was a video for that, but it wasn't particularly good. And then that's sort of where, so where, 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 where you were going with that, Andrea, like, yeah, he had well, it backwards. He, well, he, he liked the format of old uh essentially black and white um moving pictures mm -hmm. and so he figured he could write one it was the kind of prime of of mtv music video days mm -hmm. he figured well he could turn a music video he could make it as a as a talking picture or a, a moving picture essentially and so he wrote the screenplay mm -hmm. and then and then wrote the song to be the music to accompany the screenplay yeah the whole, how low budget the most expensive thing on that thing was the uh was the uh, was the couch in the psychiatrist's office i think but for 1982 it's not bad no the home for deranged around the other stuff but yeah to andrea's it's point she he sold the concept of that and then built basically a song around an idea in his head. Mm -hmm. Put it together. Yeah, no, the signs on the doors were eight by ten pieces of like paper. Mm -hmm. So the song yeah. in particular, uh, I've never. I'm trying to think of a song that we've covered that has as many hooks, and I can't come up with one. Well, I also love the fact that he used a beloved British children's TV scientist. Was he a children's play... TV scientist? Yeah, he children? wanted to. Yeah, I can't. What Brad? What's his name? 
Magnus uh, Pyle. I had it here. Yeah. Oh, Kirk had it. Magnus Pyle was his Magnus name. Magnus Pike. 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 Oh, sorry. I was thinking of Gomer Pyle. I was watching some of that. Yeah. Oh, golly! So all of the the science and all of those the spoken word bits basically are this uh yeah he wanted to introduce this kind of mad scientist kids tv scientist dude to the world which is kind of a great mm -hmm. um, you know it would be like using bill nye for it the bill, science bill, guy bill, not bill. the uh musician well actor. the other thing that blew my mind is that's his real voice i i thought that it was just to this guy just uh I get lip syncing to it. No, that's him. That's how yep. he acted on the show. So when they when he when he was cast at this, it was like, okay, what am I playing? Yourself, okay. Well, Just, he apparently exclaims science quite regularly in his TV show, which is why he was cast for it. And that that's the hook. That's now, the hook. The, the, well, one of the big hooks. Yeah, the the video itself is sort of interesting. Uh, again, like uh, as Andrea said, it, it's 1982. If you're not on MTV you're probably not going to be a hit. Mm -hmm. there, there, there are exceptions, but not too many. And here he plays a scientist himself. I mean, he's channeling every nerdy quality he's got. Uh, amazingly, he actually married somebody who played one of the dishes on Dynasty. That blew my mind again, too, mm -hmm. around the same time. They're still together. They had three oh, wow. So this guy is just winning in life pretty much right from birth in many ways okay yeah, yeah but he hits this one song and then just disappears does his own thing happily well, oh, okay. i was gonna say happily he never was in it for he, he said in in his youth he really didn't follow mainstream music too much he was into the weird pseudo cult yeah um, but I'm sorry but I'm and he said he said that he probably would have continued and been on that path himself if he hadn't had the connections yeah. to get the commercial success that he did. But, but I saw an interview with him where he basically said this was his way to try to make it. So he was trying to use that medium. Well, I mean, he did, right? I mean, he had this thing that charted really well, mm -hmm. um, considering it, it traveled across the pond, and a lot of stuff that travel or tries to travel across the pond doesn't make it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you go fishing in the, in the British charts, uh, you get some bangers. That you won't get uh, over on this side. But we also get a lot of mash. Oh, there's a lot of mash. <laughs> Andrea, a lot of mash. Yeah. Bangers and mash. I got Sweet. you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm smelling what you're stepping in. All right. Smell what the buck is cooking. Feet? <laughs> Beat or feet? <laughs> Meat loaf, beet loaf, <laughs> beet loaf. Yeah. Sorry, Christmas story. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that in forever. Moving right along. Every other song that this guy does is. I don't want to. They're solid, but they're not back. mainstream marketable. Well, because they're not really. They're not. Nothing is about relationship. You got a song about a submarine. Uh. That other song with the with the pirate twins. I don't know what the hell that is. It, it's mm -hmm. it's weird sci-fi stuff. It, it's very geeky. So this mm -hmm. is as close to a love song as he's gonna give you. Yeah. Is and but calling it a love song even seems so weird because I don't even know what this means. How did how did she blind him? 
Well, it's poetry in motion, Kirk. Mm -hmm. I suppose. Now she's sitting next to me. And uses her back as a fiddle. I don't know how yeah. that works. Deep as any ocean. So there's substance to it because it's, you know, deep as any ocean. Oh, uh, well, you know, when you use the word deep, and there you go. Yeah, well. Yeah. That's why the deepest song ever is Madonna's Deeper, Deeper. She does that's... sing a lot. Yeah. I really don't like Madonna. I, no. Well, they're, they're, I, I, we could go hours on just her new face. I, I will not. No, I don't that's... like the cat face. I... Yeah, let's just not talk about the nightmare that is her face right now. And mm. let's just... Uh, yes. Let's just science! <laughs> yeah, that's some botched science right there. <laughs> Don't be stuck Pop around. Your face was science. <laughs> he did have other minor hits in England through the rest of the decade. But mm -hmm. he was doing his own thing. I, I Another thing I did not know, he was at Live Aid as part of Bowie's backup band. No. Yeah, well, I mean, the guy could rock a Moog. He really could. I, I, I have to admire his respect for the Moog. And what was the other one that he really liked using? It was ba, ba, da, ba, ba, the Moog. Oh, the Roland Jupiter. Yeah, Bowie, Bowie, Bowie allowed him to do that because he hadn't seen Howard the Duck yet. Nothing wrong with Howard the Duck, you asshole. Character, yes. The movie, no. Terrible. Okay, you know, you go ahead and live your cheese-free life. Do do whatever you want to do. Says I have a cheese-free life. I got so excited because Pluto TV's now got a full roll, full running twenty-four-seven Godzilla channel. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Godzilla's I... great. How do you feel about weird science? Well, weird science is fantastic. And yet, Howard the Duck isn't. No. Wow. I expect a lot more from Howard the Duck. I did not get that. Okay. I got a very ineffective Kit Thompson trying to pretend that she's a rock star, which she's not. She Deadpool does not and Howard the Duck are the only two that regularly break the fourth wall, right? Just because you break the fourth wall doesn't mean it should be broken. No, I'm just saying he's on on the level with Deadpool. You know, your point is moot. That's fine. Dead. You're comparing Deadpool to Howard the Duck. Just the saying. I mean, one is Ryan Reynolds, so of course he's a, a lot better, but still, it's Howard the Duck. Uh, I'm not going to support your comparison of Ryan Reynolds with Howard the Duck. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying, you know, Ryan Reynolds, Howard the Duck, but Howard the yeah, Duck is still. Let's go with that. Who's more attractive, Andrea? You're a, fe you're a member of the female species here. Who's more attractive, Ryan Reynolds or, or Howard the Duck? Yes. Obviously, Ryan Reynolds is the sexiest man in the universe. So, what about Brad that. Knight? Obviously, Ryan Reynolds is the sexiest man in the universe. <laughs> I don't know. Let's ask Pauline. I, yeah, yeah. Ask my wife. I'm not. She, she won't even say I'm the sexiest one in this damn chat. Uh, <laughs> I hate you for that, by the way. Hey, you are the sexiest man in that room. Okay. <laughs> Dolby his music career sort of fizzles out it doesn't matter he is still doing music he is a sound genius goes into mm -hmm. sound engineering makes his own company uh, 
does other scores from for other films. Uh, become he's somehow he's the musical director for TED Talk. I don't quite he know what that Fern Gully. He wrote Fern Gully, yes. He wrote most of that stuff. Uh, the Nokia. He did that. And he's getting residuals all over the place, man. This this man is there's a reason why. I think when you sort of like see these, uh, it's or like I'm borrowing from a film that never that this never happened. But did you ever see music and lyrics? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's one of the few chick flicks I like, and Hugh Grant basically plays a pastiche of Andrew Andrew Ridgely, and uh, so his his manager is selling him on okay, uh, Battle of the Husbands, where you're going to be apparently he was going to be fighting Tiffany or something like that. Was this not love, actually? No. No, not oh. even close. Okay. I don't know. I've, I was forced to watch Love Actually once, and it was terrible, and I never want to see it again. That's the only... Jesus, I... what the hell? It was just so completely unrealistic and stupid. What, that the British Prime Minister could fall in love with one of his assistants? Or that... A British artist could fall in love with a Portuguese maid, or that, or that um, Alan Rickman wasn't Alan completely Rickman badass. Could uh, cheat on his wife and then feel remorse, or no, not even, but emotionally cheat on her. Yeah, but Alan Rickman wasn't a badass in this at all, and it's got Hugh That's Grant. That's why you hate it. it, just because well, Alan Rickman wasn't a badass. No, and because it has Hugh Grant in it. Anyway, it is nothing like the movie that Kirk is talking about. Okay. Kirk, would you like to continue? I, I, I'm, I, this has gone so many places, I just didn't see it. Some <laughs> of I admit is my fault. I, I know that. You know, I, I did sort of start off with, with a certain vampire sect, and that's my fault. I, I acknowledge that. The uh, nice thing is you're dealing with a dude with, you know, und, und, no diagnosed but untreated ADD, ADHD. What he's saying is his conversations are rarely linear. No, you know, there's 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 a there's a trail that goes this way, and then there's all kinds of little places you can go off and chase squirrels. He's he's like the the golden retriever puppy that you take on an off-leash walk in the woods. Oh. So you're going here and he's doing this. <laughs> Sadly, I'm I'm I might be the squirrel running around without looking for a <laughs> uh, this is I, I, just I'm trying to get a nut, hey. No, I, I guess we're gonna. If I'm gonna close this off to a point, uh, I'm very happy I got to uh, learn more about this guy. What an amazing life that he's led, and got to do it on his terms. Uh, one hit wonder, yeah, sure. So the hell with it. But he's yeah. living his best life, and I think again, massive props to Kylie on this one. And I think we got to look at some of her other suggestions and and take them in because uh, yeah. she she hit a banger on this one. Oh, but do you want to know what we're going to do next time? No, I I, I do, because I've been warned about it, apparently. I don't okay. know what it is yet. You may not know this. Go ahead, get your evil pinky up, because I mean, it seems like you're aiming for that. Okay, what were you doing when you were four years old? Mm, probably making mud pies and right. running around in yeah. the yard. This is so bad. Oh, wait a minute. I was going to ask you, so you before, you said you were doing mud pies, huh, Brad? 
yourself? Uh, I was living in a trailer. I, we had a mobile home. It was a double wide. Mm. And it was one of those rare ones where you own the land. So the trailer is a depreciating asset, but the land kicks up in, in value. Um, I was doing that. you cared about that when you were four? I think I was probably, when I was about four, I, I think I painted a fence with creosote and also painted myself with creosote. And that apparently burns because I screamed a lot. I don't know what creosote is, but I know that the person we're talking about went number one at age four. Now four? Four. Not here. It only went to 58 in the United States. And I think it did okay in Quebec because this was a number one hit in France. And this is what my lovely wife picked. The song is okay. called De De Etre Bebe. Mm -hmm. By a four-year-old named Jordy in the, in the early 90s. Now, as you can imagine, when a four-year-old sort of gets pushed to do something, where do you think the money goes? Mommy and daddy. Drugs uh, and blow, hookers and blow. Ooh, that, could yes, be. that could be. So it's a, it's a, we're going to be looking at a song about how tough it is to be a baby with one of the creepiest things that you might have ever seen. And Brad asked me, is this going to be polarizing? I said, no, because I don't think there's going to be anyone defending it, even the artist who really didn't have much say in anything. This is so what this person the is like 30 now? I guess so, yeah. Well, it would be. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. This one is is going to be one where you might come back a little bit disgusted and just wondering, how the hell was this allowed? And unfortunately, it always is. That's the name of the show, man. How the hell was this? Hey. Yeah, the entertainment industry is obviously known for its protection of children and not exploiting them at all not at all i mean they're they've always treated kids as number one that's why all those kid stars came out as such well-adjusted adults i mean look at danny bonaducci well to be fair there are there are the jody fosters in the world of the world but they're few that's true but uh, then Danny Bonaducci comes along and skews the metric completely to the other side i guess you you as a ginger you must have looked up to him Oh man, of course he's a lot. ginger. But then he learned he got he got scrappy, dude. Didn't we? Yeah, actually, yeah. We we forwarded off. I forwarded off to where, where he beat the shit out of Johnny Fairplay, right? I think uh, I showed you that. Oh, that was ages ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there is something else, kids. Uh, after this, uh, Google uh, Danny Bonaducci versus Johnny Fairplay, and <laughs> it's worth it. It is absolutely worth it. Maybe next show might not be, but. I think this is worth a deep dive looking at. I'm interested to, to look and see just how much of a clusterfuck it is. It isn't so much of what it was. It's just weird that it was A, allowed, B, it's playing out exactly the way you think it would. Okay. It's, it's All right. Like, everything just stays the same. But, you know, I don't just always talk about four-year-olds. No, you also, uh, you don't do anything like putting pen to paper or anything. Uh, key strokes to stroking, I believe. I've been stroking, been stroking to the left, been stroking to the right. I stroke it to the woman that I no wait, stroke it to the east, I stroke it to the west, I stroke it to the woman that I love best. I be stroking everybody. Happy bird. If you're in the game, then the stroke's the word. Stroke me, stroke me. 
Andrea, you're really slapping today. I give up. Get in with a different strokes theme or something. We're stroking. Now the world don't move to the beat. Just <laughs> one but might be right for you. Might not be right for some. Oh, I don't even do that bit here because that's where Conrad Bain does this. A man is born. nothing i'm sorry apparently i suck at this uh this stroking music improv mashup game now you think as a musical connoisseur you'd be good at that maybe if the song was called flip if we had a flicking theme that might be different but anyway we don't so i did write a book that's what brad was sort of asking i wrote a book about the late great chavo guerrero he didn't have to stroke because he gave it to well he gave it to a lot you could read about that for your next book you could write some fiction all about the clip I, yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't exist for one, so it's fiction right off the hop. Yeah, it doesn't exist. No, no, and the female orgasm and all that other stuff. It's just oh, made okay. up. I, I thought I thought we were talking about the G spot. Oh, that too. That's right in there. That's like the trifecta of like uh, cryptids. Yeah. Why would I even try? <laughs> My computer just froze, and I think I'm really glad it did, based on the little bit of conversation. <laughs> heard when it came back so how about we get back to like your other shows and yeah I do, I do other shows where i offer such great commentary like i do now hey, uh, cheats on us with other people i do i do well i've got a retro it's more like enm brad you should understand his ethical non-monogamy i i do understand it's just there's been this whole don't ask don't tell thing and then he hangs around he with tells everybody that's true, but I have no interest in these other people. I guess it's my fault. When have I been doing to keep things private? That's big. <laughs> Jesus. Fair point. I lose. Well, it's also the Bucknerverse. So if you're going to do Bucknerverse, you can't just do one thing. So there's the retro football show where we're looking at, uh, well, God, we just already have Super, Super Bowl nine in the can. And now we're, we're going to do Super Bowl ten shortly. Andrea, who's in Super Bowl ten? Take a guess. The Miami Dolphins. No. The Florida Panthers. It's a hockey team. <laughs> I know. Okay. okay. Um, it was the Wyoming Nighthawks versus <laughs> the um, uh, Utah uh, Boondoggles. No. No, it was uh... <laughs> Pittsburgh versus Dallas, but I was very, close. You were close. You were close. It's also very interesting because the footage I found actually includes the actual halftime show. Oh, which Ooh. no, but this is this is it's up with people. I thought up with people was a joke. No, it's real. It's, it's a thing. Real. It's real. It's uh. It, Old Simpsons fans, uh, if you look at the Super Bowl episode they did, the hooray for everything is basically making fun of Up With People. Yeah, I thought Up With People was a joke. No, it's real. It's it's very much real. It's the halftime show. It is so cheesy and bad. And Is it like the Greendale human being? I think it's in the same vein. Okay. The same sort of idea, so... I, I use this one just so that I, just to watch this because like I thought this can't be as bad. I mean I've heard about this for decades. I mean this is the shit that they made fun of so badly that this is sort of why we have Rihanna at the Super Bowl halftime show. 
Well, not quite why. There's a bigger reason why. It's actually because of the Wayans brothers, but that's another story. No, you don't know? No. I Okay. No. During one of the Super Bowls, uh, because they pretty much, that's when In Living Color was on. And uh, they decided, or they convinced Fox that we're going, that to do, they were going to do their ske sketch live sketch show during the halftime show because the halftime show always stunk. And since that time, it never stunk. Or at least it was some people that people wanted to see. Oh. There were big names since then. Well, good for them. You know, one can only draw, draw so much of a crowd when it's men in tight pants chasing around a dead pig. I do like the fact that they've they've actually, you know, gone pagan and decided to worship the, the big bird of prey. Well, the superb owl, yes. The superb owl. I would tune in for that. Get a good sacrifice going on, human or otherwise. Maybe that's what's happening. You don't even know it. You're not watching it. Maybe. I haven't heard anything about that. Maybe the... it's happening on this review that I do with Paul Lawrence. where It's on the retro football show. Check that out. You should. You, you definitely should. There's also another classic sports show I do, which is called the Classic Sports Review. Up soon will be our look at roller games. Because what's better than roller derby? Fake roller derby with real alligators. I have to admit, I am really impressed and very proud of you for how you got yourself back on the rails. Yeah, I am too. Thank you. Well, the next one we're <laughs> going to do is the 1994 Baseball All-Star Game, and we're going to play Count the Needles. <laughs> how many here for doping? Yes. You know, I found out the other day I have the same number of Tour de France medals and twice the amount of balls as Lance Armstrong. Well done. That's good. That's my funny sports reference. <laughs> there you go. Uh, there's also uh, Vinny makes the Hall of Fame case for, and he'll do that for some interesting people. The last one was Don Cherry. And the next one is for statistician extraordinaire Seymour Siloff. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy. He's like a statistician scientist. Science! It is, but... Basically, if you love stats, like I love stats, then you'd know that stats belong in the Hall of Fame. I like big stats, and I cannot lie. Other statisticians can't deny? That was easy for you to say. It wasn't really. <laughs> I, can't, I don't know. That I, I've typed that word many times. I don't know if I've ever said it out loud many times. Uh, with, and there's also going to be another show that's in the works where we're just going to make fun of uh, athletes who sing. That should be up soon, I hope. Or not. I don't know. I'm I'm spreading myself really thin with all the stuff I'm doing. There's also to uh, I'm revamping the entire Pro Football Hall of Fame. We're gonna have another live show pretty soon. I know Andrea and Brad are busy those days, so I, I don't think they'll be there. What day was it? Oh, we haven't said it yet, but I'm sure you'll. Be oh there. yeah, I was really busy on that day. Painting my toenails. Brad, same. I'm washing my hair. What's left of it? Well, all three of them. This isn't even a comb over. This is just a big fucking swirly. Brad's changing his ringtone that day. Yeah, I'm going with Nokia Pink. <laughs> Andrea and I were talking about this uh, with somebody else, and I don't remember who it was, but we were talking about anal bleaching. 
And the fact that it shouldn't be called that is changing your ringtone. Yeah, it, it, it was me. Oh, it was you. Okay. Yeah. Hi, yeah. Kirk. Or is Pretty me. sure it was last week. Yeah. Like right okay. after. Yeah. Well, memory being what it is. Yeah, you think we go off the rails during the show? You should see the conversations after in the Bucknerverse after dark. <laughs> the after party <laughs> and the pre-show are a little, little crazy. The pre-show. I I'm, I'm t- still a great idea. Ever tell yeah, you nipple about, out. Ever tell you about my dating show idea? Oh, God. But it, it can't, can't be, be worse in... than naked dating or whatever oh, that one is. No, naked attraction like... is fucking awesome. Mine's better. Here it is. Okay. Okay. All right. So you've got 12, 12 good looking men, 12 good looking women, right? And then just we can just let everything happen as it is, right? All right. So after week, after day seven, the host. Would that be somebody from the Bucknerverse? It'd be me. It'd be me. Okay. Like, All right. I would make a great game show host, would I not? I think you would. Thank you. I can see it. Yes. Or or bad dating show. And here's what I announced. Okay, it's not. You can't wear a suit, though. You have to wear one of those tux t-shirts. Well, what if I wear that inside inside an open tux? No, a tux t-shirt and a sport coat. And a white carnation. Yeah. Or a powder blue tux, because I'd be down for that, too. With the ruffles. Obviously. As long as I got a sequined hat. All right. Sequined hat. Okay, so, so let's move past the, the wardrobe and let's so, talk about the show. For the last seven nights, you've all been hooking up. But what you don't know is that one of the one of you has a secret. And herpes. Asshole, that is the show. It's who has herpes. Oh, nice. <laughs> I didn't even Jesus. get to do my whole thing. And we're going to find oh. out who has herpes. Oh, that would be hilarious. That would be so funny. I would love it. Oh, because now it's at least two people. Well, I mean, not guaranteed. Not guaranteed. Some somebody, you know, somebody might not have gotten anything. Okay, right? so you have you have that dating show. I'm gonna get my dating show where okay. it's just we match you with people who have also searched the same things on Pornhub. <laughs> I don't want to meet the woman who comes up with cuddling a hundred year old people. Uh I I I I want to I want to know. I, I don't want to date any of these people, but I want to know who matches my porn search because holy shit, that's gonna I, be I think we should probably end this now before we start talking about Brad's porn search history. <laughs> I just want to point out at the beginning, you were worried about me getting canceled. I just want to play that. Listen, we all we all watch porn. Most of us, except for the asexuals in the group, which you know that's that's cool. You do you. What if they watch asexual porn? Is that just where they? Just they just sort of hang out. TV? Yeah. They, they sit platonically next to each other. Playing no. scribbage, watching TV. Scribbage. Scribbage. Scrabble or cribbage? Pick one. What if you combine the two? That would be fun. Scribbage. <laughs> okay, so Henry is going to get her show, which is you know fucked up board games. <laughs> I think your show will do the best. Although, I don't know. My personality as the host could really. I know. Who's got herpes? Dude, I would tune in weekly for Who's Got Herpes. Yeah, right? And then I watched, <laughs> you know, season two, Who's Got Gonorrhea? I, you know, it, it's just. Who's got progress into herpesif- her- gonorrhea? Gonorrhea herpesifilades? 
Gone her percipilates. Yeah, you got to watch out for that one. Who uh, who is really your mother who had plastic surgery? I don't know. It's it's, it's all endless, really. It's just a version of fucked up Scooby Doo. All the time. <laughs> it is I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you damned STD tests. And on that note. <laughs> and on that note, uh wherever you are, wherever you may be, stay safe and test safe. Bye. Wear a condom. Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>